his karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams, thanks for everything, mom and dad, will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. 907 Total Information AM on KMOX with Carol Daniel. I'm Tom Ackerman. Missouri's two U.S. senators are calling for a Senate committee to investigate the White House's response to the Chinese balloon floating over U.S. airspace last week before being shot down Saturday by the Air Force over the Atlantic Ocean. Republicans Josh Hawley and Eric Schmidt both were critical of the president on Twitter. Schmidt believing China was testing Joe Biden on his response time and decision-making, and he says the president failed miserably. The debris stretched across a seven-mile area, and that recovery operation continues. Beachgoers in Myrtle Beach are being asked to report any debris to local authorities. There's also this. The President of the United States to get on national television and explain to the American people, this is what we're dealing with, this is what I'm going to do about it, and uh, and this is why I haven't done it yet. None of that happened, and I don't know why. And in fact, I don't know why they waited so long to tell people about this. That is Senator Marco Rubio reacting to the reported Chinese spy balloon. With the latest, we're joined by CBS White House correspondent Stephen Portnoy. Welcome back to KMOX. Good to have you again. Hey, it's good to be with you. Where does the call for an investigation into the reaction to this stand at this point? Well, I mean, I think you've heard it. Look, uh, the administration, I think at some point this week, is expected to brief members of Congress on uh, the steps it took. But in as much as uh, it's briefed the public through reporters, what we know is that the president made a decision sometime midweek last week to take the balloon down when the Pentagon believed it would be safe to do so. And that decision was uh, reached on Saturday that uh, once it was over the water, they could take it down. The F-22 that went up to 58,000 feet apparently is the first time that a U.S. Air Force fighter jet has shot something down at that altitude. So score one for the for the Air Force. Uh, when it comes to you know, the politics of all this, there's the geopolitics, right, U.S. versus China. And then there's the domestic politics, you know, Democrats versus Republicans. Uh, when it, you step back and look at the geopolitics of it all, uh, this is obviously a provocative development on the part of the Chinese to send a balloon over American airspace where Americans could see it on the ground, which put political pressure on the president to, do, to, to demonstrate that he was going to do something about it. One curious fact that we learned over the weekend from the Pentagon was that this is not the first time that this has happened, that there have been past balloon uh, incursions, if you will, I mean, balloons transiting over American airspace briefly. But at no point in time did a balloon transit the country the way this one did, in such a brazen way. Uh, the Chinese insist that it was a wayward, lost weather balloon that was simply drifting in the current. The American government's position is clearly that's not the case, that this balloon had certain capabilities. And not only that, it had certain propellers that allowed it to steer and hover over certain areas. The American government's position is that it learned things about this balloon the longer it watched it. Um, but from a domestic political standpoint, it's a vulnerability for the president. You had this enormous airship hovering over the continental United States, China literally looking down on us. And the president waited to do something about it? Well, the White House's position is, no, the president clearly wanted to take this thing down. It just had to happen 
in a safe way. And one other point I'll make, and then I'll yield for questions, <laughs> and that is that the, uh, the, the, the White House is, is letting us know that when it comes to the past examples of balloons incurring upon American airspace, they told us over the weekend that three times it happened during the Trump administration. Trump officials said they had no idea what the White House and Pentagon were talking about. We learned last night that it wasn't known to the Trump administration that those balloons had flown overhead, but that information came to become the understanding of American intelligence officials and, and defense officials after Joe Biden took office. Wait, wow. wait, mean, explain that. <laughs> right, exactly. A very curious thing we learned last night from administration officials that the belief that the um, that, that if they're operating under the under the belief that the Trump administration officials are right when they say they didn't know that the Chinese had sent balloons that briefly incurred upon U.S. airspace. Well, we don't understand exactly what it is they're trying to say just yet. Wow. But that's something we, we aim to get to the bottom of today. This idea that the Trump administration officials um, simply were not aware, which raises a number of questions. How do they now know that these balloons had incurred upon U.S. airspace? Are they rewinding the tapes and looking at the instant replay from years ago? Are they looking at pictures that may have been taken of unidentified aircraft and they say oh that looks just like the balloon we had over montana we don't know the answers to these questions but uh the idea is that if the trump administration officials are saying that they never saw anything like this it it, it, there's some credence you can give to that if uh the the, uh, administration currently is saying that it was only recently determined that these were balloon overflights that occurred three times during the trump administration and once earlier during the biden administration there are a number of unanswered questions about what what it is we're, we're dealing with here. Mm. Uh, and th- that's just, you know, sort of the, the path the story will take as we learn more. Yeah, I wondered about that. What has flown over the country and who knows what? Stephen Portnoy with some great information there. Let me ask you this. Now, with the debris, what happens? They've told people, don't touch it. Uh, tell people uh, where it is, report it. Uh, what do they do, not only uh, with that, but with what they find? I know you said they've been following along while it was in the air. What can they do with this equipment? Well, I imagine it'll be sort of a, a scientific, forensic, technological investigation, right? You can uh, uh, perhaps, once you put these pieces together, you might be able to, like you can, uh, like the official authorities can do with a damaged device, you can go in and maybe read some of the information that's on it. Um, you know, there's a school of thought that the Chinese are clearly sophisticated enough to know that if they've send something over American airspace, it could be captured. And so maybe the Chinese initiated some sort of self-destruct mechanism. We don't know the answer to that. Um, But the only way you'll get the answer is if you seize the device. Uh, It's now in the water, and the the Navy and Coast Guard had sent several ships to uh, the South Carolina coast. The debris field was said to be seven miles wide. And so you imagine they're using, you know, high-tech sonar or whatever it is to get the pieces and, and put it back together. So I'm I'm going back, Stephen, as you might imagine I would, to the notion that someone knew that that would be one of my questions. Someone knew that there were previous so-called alleged spy balloons or balloons like this floating over the U.S. Do we know that they were Chinese balloons floating over the U.S. in the past? And who knew and why didn't they tell the White House, the Trump administration at the time? So the understanding that we have is that they were Chinese spy balloons that incurred upon U.S. airspace at least three times during the Trump administration. What we don't know is why that wasn't determined at the time. It might be that they were simply unidentified objects that couldn't be attributed to any particular entity or individual, 
and this is only my speculation based on what, you know, trying to put the pieces together on this end. It could be that they saw the pattern that this particular aircraft, which was identified as Chinese, uh, and they matched it with the past patterns of perhaps unidentified objects that only briefly transited over places like Hawaii or Florida or, um, you know, Guam. But, but never before did you have, never before, as far as we know, did you have a, a large inflatable dirigible airship hovering over the continental United States for, for a whole week. I mean, that's what we had last week, and that's why Republicans are saying that it's outrageous that this sort of thing would happen. I will say one other thing, and that is the question about what it is that the Chinese could have see, uh, surveilled from this device that they couldn't get from spy satellites. It shouldn't surprise anybody that the Chinese government is spying on the United States every day. I mean, they've got satellites that are positioned above us, just as we have satellites positioned above them. It, 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 that's sort of in spycraft. Uh, that, that, that this is the normal way. This is the normal way the game is played. Where it gets tricky is when it becomes so obvious to the American people that this is happening literally above us that it freaks people out, and they expect that the American government's position is to say, "Hey, knock it off, cut it out," and that's part of the pressure that President Biden is under right now. Um, we've got surveillance over China. They've got surveillance over us. Most people don't know anything about it. And it's when it becomes a subject of public discussion that it becomes a subject mm-hmm. of political pressure. Yeah. I mean, when you're sitting in the carpool line uh, <laughs> waiting for your daughter and you're looking into the sky over St. Louis to see a Chinese spy balloon, that's when things are get a little different, which was exactly the case that I was in uh, on Friday. Uh, Stephen Portnoy, uh, very good stuff. We appreciate it. We'll stay in touch with you as always. You bet. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Nerds! Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to level up your financial game? Let NerdWallet guide you with smart strategies for lasting success. Get savvy tax planning pointers to maximize your savings, money-saving travel tips for your next family getaway, and investing insights like how a 529 plan can help you send your kids to college. Unlock the key to saving to help you earn more money. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you in 2024.